subject, of course, Mike Luby Lubitz, and it's always a pleasure to have this gentleman on the program because he's a good man and a great commentator as well and was a terrific football player at both Penn State and in the pros with the Miami Dolphins. The great O.J. McDuffie joined us here on the show. The uh, Dolphins are, are fast as hell. Yeah. I'm thinking if this guy McDaniel has this innovative uh, kind of Bill Walsh extrapolation that also involves a running game and these offensive weapons obviously fit you know, the puzzle very, very well, it could be very interesting to see a team just uh, outspeed other teams. Uh, just curious if this was ever offered to you in any kind of promotional thing or uh, charitable effort. Because uh, I was a big fan of when, like, a football player would race against a thoroughbred racehorse. Bullet Bob Hayes did it. I think he might have beat the horse. Uh, Skeets Nehemiah, who, uh, wow, where did he get his hands mm. from? Nehemiah, was that? Was that oh, the man, I don't know. From Roberto Duran. He got him from Roberto Duran. Oh, man. <laughs> the time. Wake up with Defo, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defo Show. Good morning, one and all. Yes, it's just this face you see, sort of blurry. Uh, we'll work on the uh, blurriness this morning. Uh, welcome to the Defo Show. Without Defo, just Luby here on this Monday morning. Defo is, what did he say, beautiful morning? He always says something every morning. I don't know. I, even though it's not always a beautiful morning, but he says, he says it. So I don't say that. I try not to do exactly what Defo does. I try to do... What I do and what is that? I have no idea. But we're going to figure it out together here this morning. Um, Defoe is coming back from New Orleans. He's done well. I don't think he went broke. I did get the occasional one-word text from him this weekend, which usually means he's okay. Uh, I usually don't hear from him when he's not okay. So I think it went well. He and the thing uh, enjoyed themselves. They're like world travelers lately in Italy two weeks ago this week in New Orleans. And then I think in two weeks or next, yeah, two weeks, whenever his birthday is in a week and a half, he's going to Atlantic City. And the wife, Shirley, I was telling Shirley, my wife, and she's like, only Defoe could go from Italy to New Orleans to Atlantic City. Yeah, that's about right. That's Defoe. Um, so he's doing his thing, turning 71, seeing the world about time. So good for him. I'll be here holding down the fourth this morning at 7.35. We will talk with the Greek. If you are following us, subscribe to us, which I presume you are if you're watching us this morning. I saw Florida Live. The Greek is 6-1 and one in his plays. He's been doing plays a couple times a week the last two weeks. We're going to keep doing that until the football season. And then he'll probably go three days a week giving his plays. It's a little short, little spurt, short spurt. Things we're throwing at you Mondays and Fridays each and every week. So far he's 6-1 and one with two... NBA Finals plays and five baseball plays. He was one one Friday. Uh, he had a game, I think, that in a brawl, the Angels and the Mariners. That was Friday. I think the brawl actually happened yesterday. And we'll touch on that a little bit. The uh, Bay Lightning went down in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, in six games, two to one last night. It actually was a hotly contested Stanley Cup Finals. But the Avalanche, for the first time since the early 2000s, won a Stanley Cup title. The Tempe Lightning lost for the first time in three years, and they're now no longer defending Stanley Cup champions. The Miami Marlins had an interesting weekend, losing 2-3 to the New York Mets. The Yankees, the best team in baseball by far so far 
this season. Uh, we're no hit Saturday, but and we're struggling through half the game yesterday and find a way to fend it off and come back and win 6-3 in 10 innings. But the big news of the weekend was not in the sports world, and we talked about it a little bit in Mike Mayo's Lunchbox Friday because it happened right after our show. So often when you do mornings, Things in the sports world and beyond happen like right after. I don't know what happens, but like between 9 and 10 or before we used to be on until 10 o'clock, between 10 and 11, the world wakes up, I guess. So in the morning, you miss out on everything. And then like right at 10, 15, 10, 30, 11, news breaks. Friday, the biggest news that's happened in, I would say, 50 years in, in a certain sense for this country broke. And yes, we don't really talk too much politics on this show because like DFL likes to talk about, we're in the toy department, right? Like well, that's what sports is. We talk sports. We love sports. But the idea of shut up and dribble, I think is the stupidest thing ever because we're all humans. We all have opinions. Now I'd rather it be sound, logical, without ranting and raving opinions, but we're in a, a sort of a time where people are so frustrated and bitter, whatever side you're on, that it comes out as yelling and screaming, so we don't really hear each other or listen, which I, I understand because I take part in that. So um, we try to stay out of the serious things, but to me, not everything's political. Now, we're in a day and age where everything's been made political, which I think is totally stupid. <laughs> like, uh, what you do in your bedroom isn't political. What you do with your body isn't political. What you put into your body, to me, really shouldn't be political. What you do to arouse yourself in other bedrooms shouldn't be political. It, it In other countries, it's not. So what's funny about America is, look, I want to live here. I don't want to live anywhere else. And I, if you, you, you hear the word I use there is want. It used to be I will only live here. And it's sort of moving a little bit. <laughs> what's going on in our world? I want to live here. Will I always live here? I don't know. But as someone who's traveled the world, no, these other countries have plenty of issues. My wife doesn't see them as a traveler. But there are plenty of issues with economy and Things of that nature in these other countries, real political issues. But the issues that come to our forefront that aren't political, they don't have there. They don't talk about abortion. They don't really talk about drugs. They don't really talk about sexuality. And even in really religious countries, like Italy was just uber Catholic. They don't talk about these things. Like they just don't. They, not that they don't say gay. They just don't talk about it because it's not their business. They don't feel like it's their place. And these are countries that don't have definitive lines between church and state, right? Like our country does in the constitution and declaration of independence, all those things. It was very definitive that religion and politics are two separate entities, religion and government, two separate entities. These other countries don't have that. Yeah. These other countries live by it. That's what's so funny. These other countries do not have that, but they don't talk. They just don't get it because they realize I don't want you worrying about my life. So why would I worry about yours? And in America, I found out for the most part, that's how people live. I don't know if it's what they believe, but it's what they live. Until one side does one thing or the other side does the other thing. And then we all scream and yell and we take our eye off the ball because inflation's a disaster right now. The economy is teetering. The housing market has been totally a joke for the last two years. And no matter what realtor, full-time, because I do real, real estate on the side, full-time realtors have totally fooled themselves and you that it's never changing. It's actually the opposite. In the next few months, it's going to be fun because you've already seen the housing market sort of, you know, more houses are going on the market, which is just supply and demand. That's how any, you learned about this in economics in middle school. If there's more of something, prices go down. If there's less of something and more demand, prices go up. Well, if there's more houses on the market, I don't give a shit how much you want them to sell for, the prices will go down. And you're already seeing it if you pay attention. I don't care what, don't, li look, if you haven't learned yet, don't just listen to what people say. And we sort of do that in life and I don't understand why, especially when we're adults. Um, 
So these are things that are happening, and these are things that this is politics. This is things that matter, should matter for our government to talk about, discuss, maybe not always meddle in, but get involved if they can help, right? Drugs and sexuality and our bodies. What I don't understand is I would never want someone to tell me what the fuck to do. So why would I tell you what to do? Well, Friday, the Supreme Court, which has never been political, the Supreme Court is there to uphold laws, to adjudicate, to defend the Constitution. It's not there to get in the middle of what we do with our bodies. It, it finally did in the 70s because it was, a, it was ridiculous that this country still didn't have any real stance, government-wise, on what women could do with their bodies. So finally, the Supreme Court, you know, legislated on a case Roe versus Wade, and we got abortion nationally, which is what we should have. Again, no one loves it. I don't know anyone that's like, yeah, abortion. Fuck yeah. You know, like, that's where this whole thing goes off the rails. No one, there's no one I've ever met, and I know people to have abortions, and, and it not break their heart. Okay, no one's like, you know what? The thing that I don't really consider a baby yet, but I had dreams of it being a baby. I want to get rid of that thing. Like, come on. Like, no one thinks that way. There's no one. No one thinks that way. Okay? The reality is, it's a tough decision for everyone, but sometimes it happens. What is scary to me is that there's a large group of people that don't realize the large thing that abortions entail. It's not just a 17-year-old. It's not just like some 21-year-old who had a, a fling and is going to have an abortion, which, first of all, they have the right to. They should have, at least they should have the right to as of um, Friday in the morning. Some states made it clear they don't right now, but they should have the right to that. That's first of all. Second, that's not everything. There's so many different things that are encompassed when it comes to the word abortion. And it's become this evil word, and it's not. It's not a four-letter word. There's eight letters in the word abortion, okay? It shouldn't be scary. It shouldn't be about us. It should be about them, whoever chooses to have one should be allowed to have one so this was friday morning this this was released we had talked about it for a month and a half or so it had been leaked and the republicans wanted you to focus on the leak and not focus on the actual information the democrats wanted you to focus on the information but the democrats did nothing because that's what the democrats do and that's where we are now total gridlock in a place of fear and loathing and and sort of to me embarrassment i mean there's no other country that is considered quote-unquote first world that has this debate at all it's been understood for decades if not hundreds of years and now the <laughs> clarence thomas who i it's funny you forget clarence thomas was on the court like I, outside of his crap with anita bryan in the early what 90s late 80s you haven't heard his name because he doesn't do anything like the dude's not involved he never gives speeches he never does anything but everyone else has died so he's like mr seniority on the supreme court and he's a moron like, I don't care what side you're on. You, I've talked to people on both sides. They will admit Clarence Thomas is a fucking moron. Like, the dude is. <laughs> like, the dude's an idiot. And, like, his wife literally was trying to steal the election. And they have almost, they pretty much have it on record. And he's just, duh. You know, like, the guy's an idiot. I mean, he is. So, he's who's leading the Supreme Court. So, now he's talking out of his ass. Where the idea of abortion even being on the table is, is strange to me. But... The dude has gone even farther than that. And I get it. You come to the default show for sports, and you'll get sports. Again, at 7.35, we'll talk with the Greek. I promise I won't talk about this with the Greek. We'll talk about he's 6-1 and one for his plays on South Florida Live. What me? I don't know. We might have plays or might not. Maybe we'll just talk about the sports world at large. He does a show from 3 to 5 every day. That once in, if It's almost once a week. I'll join him. So figure we'll return the favor. He'll join me this morning at 8.35. Ethan Skolnick. 
Mr. Five Reasons Sports himself will join us talk about the Miami Heat there, involved in a lot of rumors for a lot of players. What's true? What's rumor? What would Ethan think would be the best for the Heat? Again, we don't have a say, but, you know, he's covered the Heat a long time. He does have a lot of ends with the Miami Heat. So I'd like to get his opinion on what he thinks is real and also what he thinks is smart for the Miami Heat because they have a team that was a shot away from the NBA Finals. To me, I don't think they, I don't know if they have to tinker so much. Now, if the opportunity to get a, a superstar presents itself without giving up too much, you have to at least consider it if not try to make it happen. But I, I don't think the Heat are in a place we've seen in years past where they have to go mix. They have young talent now. They have veteran talent. They have a coach that's widely considered, if not the best top two or three in the league. Like, you only have to tinker so much. So we'll talk with Ethan Skolnick at 835. So I promise you'll get your sports talk. To me, it just, this happened after the show Friday, and it was a talk all weekend long. Now, how long will it be the talk? Probably another hour, because that's how our world works. Even the biggest things in the world, Ukraine, uh, school shootings, even things that scare all of us on both sides, it's like an hour, It's like a day lifespan, maybe two, three, and then it goes away. So that's sort of the thing that bothers me. But I... I, I would have been remiss to not at least bring it up because it was a big freaking deal, not only Friday, all the weekend. And to me, I don't I don't get it. Look, I, I, I'm openly a liberal, but I am not a left-wing loon. Like a, I'm not out there in space. I, I try to be centrist left because I think that's what our country works best as. I try to under, let you speak and understand you. But when you're yelling about, I care about life, but every other thing you want to happen kills people, that's weird. If you don't want to bolster healthcare, if you don't want to work on curtailing the amount of war machines we have on the streets, if working on background checks, if you don't want to, you know, do things that will save lives, it's hard for me to believe that you want to save lives. <laughs> like you, you care about the baby in the womb, but then the minute it's born, you don't want to give it healthcare, you don't want to give it food, and you want to send it to schools that are not safe. Okay. I mean, that's not caring about life. That's caring about a mentality, and that's really trying to control a, a gender that actually has more than the other gender. Like, there's more women than men, yet men control women's lives. I, I, that I've never understood. You know, like, I'm a dude. Believe me, I own it. You know, there's no questions in my mind what I am. I'm a guy through and through. But I've never understood trying to control another sex. Like, why, why would I even want that power? <laughs> like, it's hard enough to, to work on myself. Like, why would I want to control them? Like, it's like the Mormon thing. Like, I never understood having two or three or four wives. Like, it's not two or three or four, you know, mistresses. Two or three or four wives. Like, I love my wife. I adore her. I don't, I just want one of her. One of her is enough. Believe me, one of my wife is enough. I don't need four of them. So, like, to me, I never understood trying to, like, people spend so much time worrying about other shit. Why don't you worry about yourself? Right now, there's enough going on in this country, in this world. It, it ain't an American thing, the gas prices. It ain't an American thing, the inflation. Ameri- it ain't an American thing, the housing prices. It's a worldwide dilemma that whatever side you're on, we're stressing out about. I don't need to throw in abortion and throw in sexuality and throw in interracial and throw in brown, like Clarence, like not Clarence Thomas because he, he remembers he's a black guy. Uh, one of this other, the other senators brought up, well, now time to bring down Brown versus Board of Education. How long have you had that in your holster? Like, how long have people, has there been a sect that wants to segregate? Like, what is going on in this country? Like, I understand we all have different opinions, but come on. I've never, it's hard for me to find, and I get it, I'm in South Florida. 
I'm, I'm, I guess I'm lucky. I don't know if I was lucky to be around multiple cultures that wouldn't want to separate us because it's literally impossible. We're the definition of a melting pot. Outside of, yeah, you have a little Haiti and a little Havana, you know, little Aventura, sort of like an Israeli haven slash a Russian area. Most of South Florida is just mixed. We're all over the place together, just mixed. So I'm used to it. My high school, again, I've talked about this, had over like 70 or 80 countries represented. My my friend group, my dad called it the United Nations because none of us were the same. Like even if you were quote unquote black, one of my buddies was Haitian, one was Jamaican, one was Puerto Rican and African American. Like we were all different shit. So I didn't know the difference. So I it never dawned on me to think to separate us. Like well, my mom, who's my mom, not my grandmother, not my grandmother, my mom told me that she the in Miami, that was already cute, pretty Cuban when she was growing up. They had water fountains that were white and black. Like my grandmother had to yell at my mother because my mother didn't give a shit. And she could read and she didn't care. Like she had black friends. Like what the fuck does she care? She went to drink from the quote unquote colored water fountain. And my grandma freaked out because she didn't want the other white people yelling at her. My mom was like, I don't give a shit. I'm drinking from whatever water fountain is there. My mother, the freedom fighter. Like it boggled my mind to hear that my mother was in like her 60s, <laughs> like was in an era where we had like separation. Like that's. A little ridiculous to me, especially in South Florida, which has been so open-minded my entire damn life that, like, I, I couldn't even fathom it. So to me, the News Friday wasn't just politics. It actually was more than that. It's, it, these are things that make our, why our country, when you just say America is great, that's some blanket bullshit statement. Like, that's, that's, first of all, there's plenty of other countries that are great, Okay. For many other reasons, you know? So to just say that is a load of garbage. It it is. Why are we great? There's plenty of reasons we're great. We do have freedoms that other countries don't have. We do still, still, who knows how long, have the right to vote, which a lot of countries don't have. We have have a government that tries to help people. Whether one side or the other doesn't like it, they try. So we are great in our own way. But this, we're the greatest, this American exceptionalism, that's a load of garbage. Like you're just throwing out something to rally troops. And it makes no sense. When we do stupid shit, it's worth talking about. And that's what this weekend was for most of us. Some of you may have buried your head in the sand. That's my favorite when someone's like, well, I'm just going to get off social, you know, for now. Why? The problem doesn't go away because you put your head in the goddamn sand. Like, yeah, you'll come back and then people won't be talking about it. I don't give a shit. It's still there. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, maybe people are allowed to not be adults. I, my parents fucked me up, I guess, because I was raised with the idea of life isn't fair from, like, the age of four. So, like, I had to, I guess, grow up fast. I didn't realize this, but, like, my whole life I had to sort of see reality. Like, these people that are allowed to be delusions, del- have gr- delusions of grandeur and just fool themselves and just, well, what about this one thing over here? Ignore the millions. It's like, okay. I, I don't, I can't fathom that. I was raised in a home where my parents were honest with me and we were allowed to talk to them. It wasn't one of these homes where the kids were thrown into the room and you had to just behave and you had to be little kids and you you couldn't like know what the hell was going on. My great-grandfather talked about Roosevelt and talked about all this shit my whole life. So I wasn't allowed to just be fooled of what was going on in the world. Like that, I wasn't allowed that right. So maybe I, I, I... was lucky enough to have two parents and have family that loved me, so I didn't have to, like, grow up, you know, super-duper fast. But, you know, as I got older, adult things were thrown at me, and I had to deal with them. So these people that are like, well, 
eh, I don't want to talk about this. I just want to talk about sports, and I just want to talk about the sky, and I just want to talk about the weather. Really? Because you understand, you talking about those things doesn't stop the actual things from happening. They actually not only happen, they happen probably quicker because you were not involved in stopping them. So, yes, I'm frustrated. Yes, I'm pissed. And to me, anyone who's not, I don't get it because this country is at like 75 or 80% pro-abortion, 75, 80% pro-stronger gun laws. Yet what's happening in not, not in the Congress or not in the White House because that's where politics live, in the Supreme Court where politics are not supposed to be, politics are, are supposed to be far out, whatever. Yeah, we have this judge that leans this way and we have this judge that leans that way. However, they were supposed to work with each other to uphold the laws that benefit the majority of the citizens. Now they're just saying, screw it. And they're doing, look, it's not all Republicans. Most Republicans are sensible. When it comes to money and certain things, they want to be a little bit smarter. They don't want to just hand money away. Democrats, a lot of the time, just want to help everyone to the point where they're, it comes off to the Republicans like they're just handing money away. But on the core values, most of us agree. <laughs> like, we want you to be able to live your life as long as you're not screwing with, my, with me. It's a small sect of the far right that, for some reason, is deciding for all of us. So I will say this now, and we will taper it down because we have a few months. But I'm not going to lie. When we get to October, you're going to hear Luby a lot more. And it almost worked the last time because I was on the Gillum train, and Andrew Gillum turned out to be a total disaster. Total disaster. But the dude was an, an unknown African-American from a small-ass city, Tallahassee, and almost one governor in one of the most racist states in the country. So talking about this stuff didn't hurt. It helped. A lot of people I know that weren't going to vote because I talked about it went and vote, voted. So we won't do this now. You have a long time. But I'm telling you right now, around October, we're going to talk about this because voting matters getting out there and your civic right now while we're still allowed to vote because again that small sect doesn't really want people voting it's made it almost impossible to do mail-in ballots it's changed the hours it won't make voting a national holiday even though some of the most third world countries have voting as a national holiday the small sect rules our country right now and hopefully that won't go for long and i again though i will actually apologize those that came on here wanting to hear about the brawl between the angels and the mariners you will. I'm sure I'll talk about that with the Greek and those who wanted to hear about the NBA offseason because Bradley Beal is proving himself to not be a guy that wants to win. He just wants to make money. He's allowed to do that because this is America, even though I don't understand that as a professional athlete who would make money wherever he went. We will talk about that with Ethan Skolnick and we'll talk about, you know, maybe some Tua stuff and NFL stuff because Deshaun Watson, who everyone in Miami supposedly wanted, it seems like it's going to be suspended for at least a year and maybe more, which is why I didn't want to go near it. So a lot of us, including Chris Greer, was correct about Deshaun Watson. We will talk about all of that. It's me. I live sports. I'm literally coaching. My voice is still like this because I'm coaching my nephew's basketball team. And I take it like it's, I tell everyone else, the parents and the kids, to understand it's just fun. And then I lose my voice because I'm a lunatic. So I admit, for me, it's not just fun. But this was a big thing. And we had heard murmurs of it. We heard the leak. Every judge came out, well, you know, don't worry about that. That's not settled yet. It was. It, it was settled. They had, they lied. I mean, six judges lied in their hearings. Like, they did. I mean, Gorsuch and Roberts and Alito and Thomas and Comey Barrett and Kavanaugh sat on a stand under oath because it was a hearing in front of people that you had to be honest. And they all said the same thing. 
Roe versus Wade is set a law. Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. Roe versus Wade is something we will uphold. All said this, we have video of all of them because it's all happened. Even Thomas was when we had video. All said the same damn thing and all lied and all went against it. Now, will they be impeached? Probably not because they can just say they had a change of heart, which is bullshit. Comey Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch was in the last four years. Nothing happened in the last four years to make you go, well, abortion should be legal. Oh, now it shouldn't. Nothing happened except for that you were lying on the stand. So that's a whole other thing. So it's a big deal when Supreme Court justices lie. <laughs> I think it should be discussed. So I talked about it, and I'm sure I pissed some people off. I'm sure some people I made happy. Whatever I did, welcome to the week, Defo and I. Probably we'll talk about it because that's the one thing I'll give Defo. We don't like mulling in political stuff. We like, again, living in the toy department. But when big stuff happens, we feel the need to talk about it because it's big. So that's what I have done. I hope everyone had a great weekend. I had a really cool weekend last night. I went to uh, Steak 954. Shirley and I did a little date night thing, sat on the beach. Because, again, you got to remind yourself <laughs> why we why we love South Florida and why I love this country. Because, again, I love this country. When, I, when the anthem goes up, I stand, put my hand on my heart, and I sing the damn thing every time. I get chills every time. I love this country. But just because you love something or someone doesn't mean you aren't aware of the negatives for that thing. And that doesn't make you, like, my favorite is when people, like, when you bring up someone else's, you know, prejudices, that person's like, well, you're prejudiced. No, that's not how, no, that's not how it works. Like, trying to have a discussion to grow and open up is not prejudice. Trying to close off and ignore the world seems more like you lean prejudice and just don't want anyone to know. So to me, you have to talk about these things. I'd rather be civilly. I'd rather be controlled. I'd rather be not elevated, more at a calm, because we all have a reason for how we believe, for why we believe, and your reason isn't any worse than mine. Mine isn't any better than yours. You know, it's just some things to me, especially when 75 or 80% of our country agrees on it, some things seem more logical and more unselfish and some things seem more selfish. So this is the Defo Show. I am Mike Luby Lubitz. Jeff DeForest will be back tomorrow morning. I promise he'll be back tomorrow morning. And we'll probably move on as a country because we only talk about things for three days. Uh, but I promise you, when we get to October, we will talk about a lot more because voting matters. And November is as big elections. It's funny. Every election now is a big election because we're going in one direction as a country. So where elections were, eh, you know, politicians can only do so much. How much can they screw us? How much can they hurt us? Well, look, the economy, inflation, all a lot of those things are cyclical. And yeah, there's things you can do as a president to improve them. But a lot of it is going to happen regardless, right? Now, the things we talked about this weekend, that is not cyclical. Those are things that were just assumed that would not be messed with, and now they're being messed with, so that's why we talk about them, and that's why you have to freaking vote. November, please, get out and vote. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll talk with the one and only Greek. He is 6-1 in his plays of the day on South Florida Live, and at 8.35, we'll talk with the one and only Ethan Scoop Skolnick, the Miami Heat, involved in a lot of rumors of who they may or may not bring to the Heat this offseason. We'll see what's true, what's not. What is Ethan, who's covered the Heat and uh, has close ties to the Heat, what does he think the Heat should do? What does he think the Heat will do? Talk about that. Coming up next, the Defo Show with Luby. No Defo, just Luby here on 
South Florida Live. Again, you can sub please subscribe. Check out the Facebook, South Florida Live. Check out the YouTube, South Florida Live. And check out more of us next. The Greek joining me here on South Florida Live. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hialeah Park. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10 and Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Mr. Pentangeli, were you a member of the Corleone family? Did you serve under Capo regime, under Vito Corleone, also known as the Godfather? I, uh, I never knew no Godfather. <laughs> Mr. Pentangeli, you, uh, you are contradicting a sworn statement you previously made to me and signed. I ask you again, sir. Here and now, under oath, were you at any time a member of a crime organization headed by Michael Corleone. I don't know nothing about that. Oh. I was in the olive oil business with his father, but that was a long time ago, that's all. We have a sworn affidavit. We have it. Your sworn affidavit that you murdered on the orders of Michael Corleone. Do you deny this confession? Look, the FBI guys, they promised me a deal. So I made up a lot of stuff about Michael Corleone, because that's what they wanted. But it was all lies. Everything. And I kept saying, uh, Michael Corleone did this, and uh, Michael Corleone did that. So I said, uh, yeah, sure. It's now time for The Defoe Show. 
Good morning, one and all. Welcome back to the Defoe Show with Luby. No Defoe, just Luby here on South Florida Live. You can check out this man each and every day on 1230 The Gambler. He's be 1230 The Zone, 1230 The Gambler. Also, check him out right here, South Florida Live. He's 6-1 and one so far on his Greek's plays of the day. The one and only Greek back on the Defoe Show. Good morning, Greek. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing very good. What's up, Luby, on a Monday? I hope you're doing well. Yeah, six and one. So far, we're off to a good start. So uh, get on that train, choo-choo, because you never know when it's going to derail. All right. So uh, last night you had the Lightning and their run as champions, the Avalanche, uh, won for the first time since 2001. You had the the Yankees, a team I know you used to follow in your youth, uh, and a hitless streak after being no hit. Uh, Saturday night and won in walk-off fashion in the 10th inning. You had the Marlins win versus the Mets, uh, salvage a series, uh, where they, uh, lost two or three. You have a lot going on in the sports world. You're six and one on your plays right here on South Florida Live. Uh, what I wanted, I did want to get into, cause you talked to me a lot about the heat on, uh, the Greek zone on the gambler. Uh, it's interesting. Bradley B, you talk so much. Your guy had his dollars and cents as much as anyone I've ever met. And you've pounded that in my head even more than my wife. Um, it's interesting to me because we see these athletes, especially once they get to their second, I think Beal's on his third contract. Once they get to their third contract, they realize they're going to make money wherever they go and they start really focusing on winning. Bradley Beal's not. Yeah. <laughs> like he, it's, it's interesting because he's opting out to get another $248 million deal, which is fine. Good for him. But it's clear that no one's going to Washington, D.C. It's clear that the East has gotten stronger. The West has gotten younger and, and is still strong. Yep. So it's pretty clear that he is not focused on winning at all at this point of his career. Uh, are you shocked at that or you are like, good for you? <laughs> Get your money. Well, I think with him, he doesn't really, you know, the, he's all about the money. Obviously, he wants to stay in Washington. Washington is not going to win. He doesn't care. Yeah. And he's probably like to check Steve Clearing. I'm here. I'm the big dog. Who wants to deal with it? And maybe he really likes it. I mean, who knows? I mean, some guys, you know, just like it. And like, I'm like here. I don't want to move. I don't want to go new team, new drama. It's unbelievable the amount of money these guys get. Uh, it's astronomical. I've always said it. You never hear of a, one of these guys' checks ever bouncing oh, no. in any of the sports. So, <laughs> the, so the teams have the money to play them. I think it's out of control. You know, 40, 45 million, Westbrook, uh, all these guys, you know, even Kyrie Irving now might opt out with the Nets. I mean, that's the big story this week. And speculation that Durant might leave. Are they going to maybe go to the Heat? He's going to go to Lakers. But you know, money talks. We know it. I mean, that's just the way it is. I've always said, if somebody said to you tomorrow, do you want to do your morning show in Greece? You know, <laughs> to be in the same, like, par where you're at. Somebody said, do you want to do your show in Greece for $2 million a year? You go, yeah. Be in Greece, yes. I go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's the same thing with the LIV golf tournament. You know, we talk about all this stuff, but yeah. for a regular person, it's hard. You're like, there's no way. They're selling out. But who's kidding who? At the end of the day, we're all sellouts. I mean, you're going. Somebody offers you that kind of money, um, you're going to leave. I mean, that's just it. It's shocking that he stays here because they suck, but he stays. Well, it's just interesting because we see all these guys want out, right? Like when they get yeah. to this point, even in Anthony Davis, is, was this contract that he was like, okay, and yes, his agent's Rich Ball. He's at LeBron's agency, so that doesn't hurt. And he was going to a bigger market. Yeah. And it's not like DC is a crap market. That's a, it, they've flirted with winning there. The problem is they've gotten to this point where yeah. Wall's gone, 
He's there. They're not bringing yeah. in anyone. They're drafting sort of in. And, and the East has gotten better. It's not like, okay, you can sort of be around 500 and make a run in the East. Like, the East has gotten legit. It's just weird to me because we were in this era where we see all these guys trying to get to a winner, get to a winner. To see a guy be like, all right, I'm cool. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's hard for me. Like, I, you, you're not wrong. Like, I, Saudi Arabia would be tough for me, but again, what I make, if they're offering me hundreds of millions, of course, I would probably take it. It's just, I find it hard. Some of these guys are already well, making well, well, it's gotta go, uh, Yeah, yeah, again, it's got to go in perspective. For somebody yeah. like you, for what you make and your income, if somebody said, that's why I said, for where these guys are to where you are, if somebody said to you, hey, Luby, give you a million dollars, go to Greece for a year, yeah, you go. Yeah, that's about the same perspective. So, I mean, that's the way I look at it with everything in life with people. You know, people talk about it, that they're sellouts and they're this and they're that. But if somebody, you know, offered you 15 or 25 times what you make, yep. there'd be something wrong with you if you didn't go. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. You, re- you really would. I mean, you say, okay, what's a year? I mean, what's really going to change here? I'm going to do my same stuff for a year and nothing's going to really change. And, I keep doing it. And, you know, as long as people are offering people the money, I mean, Tom, is Tom Brady worth $35 million to broadcast games? Oh, no, 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 for, no, no. As a you know, quarterback, I maybe. It. I but... mean, you know, uh, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's the same story. Is some girl in Vegas worth 15000 tonight? No, but somebody's paying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> so, I mean, as long as these people offer the money, these guys are going to take it. And I would, too. Uh I would too. There's no doubt about it. I'd be gone tomorrow. I'd be like, I gotta go. That's it. Okay. I leave my stuff and I just, I, I go. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I probably would too. That's what's interesting. See, these guys know they're going to get paid regardless. That's my thing. And so it's like, okay, yeah. maybe it's one more year, whatever, whatever, but he's young enough where he'll get his money. He's not even really worrying about that yet. So we'll see what happens with Bradley Beal. Another name you brought up. That I find interesting because it's his talents not questioned. It, it's so funny that. It, whether you like him or you don't, everyone's sort of unanimous mm-hmm. on the ability of this person. But what mm-hmm. we've seen about games played and what we've seen he's done now literally at every place he's gone when it comes to chemistry, I, to me it's unfathomable that a team that has a winning culture would even entertain Kyrie Irving. But you brought you brought up Kyrie Irving. Um, and the Heat, yeah, he, he released his wish list or whatever. <laughs> if he does opt yeah. out, where would he want to go in a trade, sign and trade? And of course, the Heat were on there. To me, I may have been pretty consistent in who they bring in. Like, even when they brought in LeBron with all the hubbub, LeBron was always a guy that wanted to win first. Like, whatever you want to say about yeah. LeBron yeah. and all the, the shut up and dribble and this and that, like, it, winning is what mattered to him. You know, LA, it's gotten a little weird, but before LA, like, his tinkering was only to bring on talent that seemed to work. And he came to the heat knowing that he was going to have to sort of see that. And that's eventually why he left because Riley said, okay, this is not changing. And LeBron and people were like, well, it better change. No. Okay. Go back to Cleveland. So, um, the heat have never even considered guys like this. So to me, mm-hmm. I, I, there are people that are like, oh, Kyrie. And I'm like, dude, are you watching? The dude, the guy's, he's played like 25% of the games since he's been in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like that. And he's getting more emboldened. He's not getting more sensible. Like Kyrie's getting more yeah. like out there, which is fine. He can do whatever the hell he wants, but I wouldn't want that here. You know, like James Harden, as bad as he was, at least James Harden, you know, plays more than 25%. And I didn't want James Harden here. So yeah. to me, uh, it, it's it's sitting out there, and the national media is loving this Kyrie stuff because it gives them something to talk about. I don't even think it's a topic, especially when it comes to the Heat, because the Heat have been they, they were one shot away from the finals. And I get it; they're old and they do need some help. But is Kyrie Irving the right help? Yeah. I mean, that that's hard for me to fathom. 
No, no, I don't think he is either. I mean, he's just not. But again, his talent is what everybody looks at, but they don't look at the big picture. Yeah. And it's any scenario, you know, you look at everybody and you, you, you try to separate from what it is. I think Riley's too smart, but he has said that. What scares me about that is Jimmy Butler was on an interview and they said, who's the one player you want to play with that you love their talent? He said, Kyrie Irving. So when I heard that, I was like, mm, that's not <laughs> exactly. great. Exactly. He's saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't Butler joke him? That, <laughs> if anyone's going to yeah. joke Kyrie Irving, it would be Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, so Kyrie, I mean, if Butler's saying that, I think he's really embedded in the heat and who they are and respect to him. Yeah. He could end up there. And that's, that's the thing that scares him. But he's too much of an addict. He really is. And people don't change. I mean, that's who he is, and he's done. I mean, he was in Cleveland, then he bitched, and then he wanted to leave. Then he went to Boston. That was a disaster. Then he apologized to LeBron. And, you know, the thing with LeBron, like everybody forgets when he came down to the Heat, it was it started off bad. Yeah. And Riley has said that, like that big whole celebration. But then LeBron never thought when he came here, like he was going to be the villain out of the three. And, you know, out of the two, him and Bosch, but he really became a villain for the whole country. Yep. So, I mean, I think that soured things with him, too. But Kyrie, to me, he's a talent, but he's not worse. I mean, it's assets and liabilities in life, and I don't think he's an asset. I think he's more of a liability. That's yeah. it. I think everything he does, you know, then off the field he does stuff, and then he's got all these crazy quotes, and the world is flat, and you know, he goes up <laughs> and says, even last year, with the, you know, the virus, he didn't want to take the shot. That's fine. That's your right as the American. You know, if you want to take it, fine. If you don't, you don't. I worked with people who took it or didn't take it, but it didn't affect them. For him, like, he didn't take it, and he's like, oh, you know, it affected the whole team. Yep. So if your action is affecting the whole team, is it really the best thing for the team? Again, it, has, it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you should take the shot. It's that your actions are you know, really dismantling the team. And that's what it is. When you do something and it affects you, well, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Then it's fine. You want to go to track tonight and bet five grand and lose? That's you. But if you had a family, you shouldn't be doing that. And that's what he doesn't understand. And But, again, as long as people keep lining up and they want him, fine. You know what I mean? And, and it's like life, too. If you got somebody who acts like an idiot, but their culture is that way and people still want to be around them, they're going to keep doing it. Yep. You know, they're just – you know, they're going to keep doing it and – and they don't care. I mean, that that's just the thing. I don't think he's going to sign with the Nets this week. I bet you he opts out. And it's a weird thing because if he opts out and goes to the Lakers, he gets six million. Six. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, who knows? I can't see him doing that. But I, I wouldn't put it past Riley to try to, you know, then they said if he leaves, then maybe Durant's going to want to leave. And then maybe they make a deal with the Nets. Because Durant and Simmons are not challenging. No, nah, no. Nah. You know, there's no way they're challenging. So, it's just... And it's the time of year, too. It's July 4th. There's nothing going on until, you know, September. I mean, August with preseason. So all these stories, you know, are going to make news. And baseball, nobody really cares. They well, just don't. Well, baseball, I mean, outside of, you know, the Greeks winning plays, <laughs> which yeah. has made me interested in baseball. I haven't paid attention to baseball this much in a long time. Every every couple of days, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if Greek hit or not. Oh, shit, look at him. So, you know, other than that, like, especially right now, the this is it. the dog days used to be like July into August. The dog days yeah. now are June until September. <laughs> like the whole season yeah. feels like the oh, dog yeah. days now. Um, like it's even if you like baseball and you can watch it, which is not a lot of people these days. You, there's not much to talk about with it. Like it doesn't give you a lot of controversy. No. Last night we got a little well, controversy not a lot with of the fight. You know, yeah, with the Angels. Yeah, but there's no personality. Nope. 
that's the thing. Nobody really even knows, like, you know, who these guys are. You can't go up and down the street and ask somebody on the Angels who they are. You, you know, Trout, you know, the pitcher. That's it. I mean, that's I mean, there's maybe 10 players in baseball you know. That's it. I mean, and besides that, you don't know anything. Nobody really cares. Uh, that's just baseball. Baseball's got a, we've talked about, they have so many problems. Yeah, they have tons and of If issues. the young generation doesn't, yeah, that, if the young generation doesn't adapt it to gamble, it's going to have a lot of problems. Because the sport, little more and more, is going away. And that's the problem with it. It's just not the same it once was. The new culture, the new kids, they don't want it. They don't really do. I mean, the only thing they like is, you know, the same as say baseball is like baseball years ago, you know, you could bet the first five innings. So kids watch it for that and they bet that and then they move on. But I mean, the NBA, like I said, it's just a quiet time right now. Uh, July 4th this weekend, thank God. And every day we get past, we get closer to football. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's, what, that's really where you are. Um, all right, before we let you go, uh, you can check this gentleman out each and every day, 9 to 1, the Penthouse, 92.1 FM, and 3 to 5, 12.30, formerly The Zone, now 12.30, The Gambler, which is suitable that this gentleman is their primetime guy, The Greek Zone, uh, Jimothy, with him each and every day, and uh, I join them usually like once a week. We talk yeah, sports. Yeah, Monday, Monday, call in today, call in I today. Yeah, and the real, radio, real radio, yeah, real radio is 92.1, 10 to 2. 10 to, 10, to ten to two, sorry, sir. Ten to two. So check yeah. out ten to two, and then three to five. Um, the one more thing I bring up with Kyrie. It's funny you're out of the New Jersey, New York area. Um, and what's cool, uh-huh. what's, what's interesting about the Knicks to me is they always want everyone, right? The Knicks, Knicks fans. We're gonna get everyone. We want every superstar. This, yeah. <laughs> this is the first superstar. My friends that are Knicks fans are like, no way. <laughs> no way. No, because they know it. I mean, he grew up in Jersey. I know. Uh, you know, I went to Duke. He's just, you know, he's just a malcontent. He's never happy. He just isn't, you know, and that's just the way he is. And his talent, it's a shame because his talent is so good, but would overshoot him. It's like almost like Terrell Holmes. Oh, Terrell yeah. Holmes was Eventually. so good, and, yeah. and he was in a hall. Yeah, he was a Hall of Famer. Obviously, at the end, they put him in, which was great. But all his annex took away from what he did. You know, and who knows? You know, then you got a guy like Marvin Harrison, who's the greatest, one of the greatest receivers in the NFL, Colts, nobody even talks about. Yeah. So, you know, I always go back to Dennis Rodman. So Dennis Rodman was on the Pistons. He won titles, rebound championships. Nobody knows. Yep. He goes to Madonna, dyes his hair, and the whole world knows. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's just our society. I don't know what the better thing is or what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, Kyrie was just a regular player. Do you talk about him as much? Probably not. Um, I'd want him you know, does he make as much? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. I don't think anybody can change Kyrie. I don't. I don't think so. Well, you I think see- at some point he's going to explode. Well, that's the thing is you said you people know, don't change. People can change when they, when they want to or feel forced to change. Yeah. You just said it. Like yeah. until people stop throwing money his way, why would he change? <laughs> like nothing's going to make him change. Yeah. You're still giving me money. Like, okay, I guess no, it no. works. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You can't tell anybody anything in life to change as long as they're doing it. Yeah. Whether it's a kid growing up, you know, trying to teach him something like that. It's just that, you know, he's, you know, doing what he does and, you know, you have to realize that, and he's going to keep doing it until it stops. Because when it dries up, it's like somebody who has a problem, you know, whatever thing, gambling, drinking, whatever. If, if all these sources end, then all of a sudden it stops. But as long as there's one source, they just keep going. Mm-hmm. I'll open this door. I'll open that door. I got this person. I got the person. So he's Kyrie. He's fine. 
not getting gas with chains like me, but he's okay. He's in good shape. <laughs> I feel like you're in better shape than you let on. Um, before we let you go, at least you're good in good shape. Here, yeah. six and one. Uh, and, and you also usually do really well when it comes to um, season numbers. We talked about this the other day yeah. on the Greeks plays of the day, yeah. but I want to touch on it here. The Dolphins number, I think, is at eight and a hook. And a lot of people are hit or miss with that. You and I talked about this nine on your show. Oh, wait, okay. So you see, I've seen eight and a half. So you you really you've seen nine and a half. See, nine and a half scares me a little bit. I, I don't like that number. But, I, I, last time I looked, I'll, I'll find that nine. I'll check it again this way. But I go nine and a half. Okay. Let's say let's say it's nine. Let's go with nine. Let's put the difference. Where would you go with the Dolphins? Because. A lot of people are hemming and hawing, but to me, and you've talked about this, if they're going to make all those moves, they're not doing it to knock in the playoffs. Yes, I get the AFC's tough, but that's not where they're thinking. They're not worried about that. You bring in a coach, young hotshot coach, you put all this talent around Tua. This is the make or break year for Tua. They keep the defense intact. They add to the defense, bring in Melvin Ingram, keep the defense coordinator for a defense that was top five, top 10. You're going for the playoffs. You won 10 and nine the last two years. Whatever everyone else is doing, you're not worried about that. Your idea is we can compete with the Bills, we can compete in the AFC, and we want to make the playoffs. To me, if that's your mindset, then you're getting 10-11 wins. However, yeah, I go with the over and the Dolphins. So you're like, for you're unequivocal because a lot of people are weird about. Yeah, I guess you're the winning eight, and I'm like, okay, that would be a total failure. No, I'm gonna go know. over. I'm gonna not, you know, I'm gonna go over ten. I think they over nine games. I think they win ten. Uh, with all the additions they made, um, I do really do. I think this is going to be a good year for them. Are they going to go all the way? No, I'm not saying that, but I think they win ten games. Okay, so you would. Okay, so you'll go as long as it's nine hook or less. You would go over. Yep. Okay, we'll make that. We'll make that your play here. We'll see if you have time later to do another baseball play because it's the only reason baseball is interesting at all to me this year is the Greek is kicking ass with his plays. Uh, I'll give you one this afternoon, brother. Okay, okay, this afternoon. Okay, because you did that already once. Eric, our friend Eric, was like, did the Greeks just do the Mets Marlins? I'm like, yes. He's like, they're playing now. I'm like, well, good for him. (laughs) That's I didn't know they were playing. Well, I know you didn't. That's what I'm saying. So no one's playing now. It's it's eight o'clock in the morning. So every game on the board's fair game. So what what do you have for people? Uh, I gotta look. So let me let me check it out and um, yeah, just text me. Text me before the I, end I, of the I, show, I, and I'll give your play yeah. to everyone out there. All right, bro, you got. It. We love you, right, You're the best, buddy. my friend. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Have a great day. You be well. Peace. Peace. That is the one and only Greek. I'm not lying. He is six and one now. That is again with that one play where he went Mets over Marlins. He didn't know. I pr- I promise you, he didn't know. And that's already leading. So with full disclosure, we're honest here on the Defoe show <laughs> that he he won, but he had a head start. I'll admit it. It was like the fourth or fifth inning. The Mets were already winning, and the Greek picked the Mets. So I mean, hey, at least he picked a team that was winning. Good for him. Um, so that is a Greek. You can check him out. Ten to two on the Penthouse ninety two point one Real Radio. FM, he's on that FM, and you can check him out 3 to 5. Our old home, 1230, was once the zone, now 1230 the gambler, because at least they're smart enough to realize, yep, that's where sports world's turning, and who is more on the pulse of the gambler himself, the one and only Greek. Again, he is 6-1 and one on South Florida Live, which is our home for the default show right now. You can check out his own playlist, check out his plays. He's going to text me with a play for today. He also, if you want to do uh, season over-unders, right now I've seen eight and a hook everywhere. So maybe it went up. I've seen eight and a hook. But he thinks the Dolphins are going to win 10. So eight and a hook, nine and a hook, 
over his, his play, and he's kicked ass. Last, the one year where they were winless the whole freaking year, and we made, because they were supposed to, it was over-under was four, and they were winless. Like, they were getting annihilated that year. Um, Greek was confident, and they were winless for, like, half the year, and then they finished five and nine, and the Greek cashed in, even though we all made fun of him the entire year because it was a, we thought ridiculous. He's really good on these, you know, bets before the season, so definitely... Think about that. Dolphins over. I Look, Drunk and Jimmy was sort of, he's trying to be honest because he's taking all the other teams into account. To me, I think you're overestimating some of them. I think the Raiders will be good. I think they may, getting Devontae Adams, going and getting help on defense will definitely make them a better team. But I think that West is going to cannibalize itself. I think the Chargers, a lot of people have fallen over Justin Herbert. I think he's, talent-wise, a legit quarterback. I think he's top-notch. He hasn't won at all. And he's had good offensive talent. And at some point, that's going to catch up with him. We'll see. I still think the Chiefs are the class in that conference. But now you throw in Russell Wilson. So it's that that division, I mean, that they're going to cannibalize each other. And I think that does open it up for the other divisions. I think the Bills are really good. I think, obviously. But I don't think they're as far away from the Dolphins as people think. The Dolphins' defense is as good, if not better. And their offense now can compete. And now have a young, they now have a coach who's open-minded and not totally against his own quarterback. So the Dolphins, I'm excited for the season, and a lot of people are really weary because they're scared to have any confidence in the Dolphins because it's been 20 years of this. The Dolphins haven't done this. The Dolphins will sign a Mike Wallace or bring in a Brandon Marshall, but that's it. <laughs> like They don't do the other moves that are needed to build the entire roster. That's what they did this offseason. Like, they had a nice draft last year. They, they, had, they brought in... Holland, who's now one of the best safeties in the league. They brought in Phillips, who was one of the best young defensive edge guys in the league. They bring in Ingram to add depth. They keep Agba, who had a tremendous year last year. Like their linebackers, Van Ginkle, out of nowhere, is becoming a legit NFL player. Like, and then they bring in offensive line help, which my dad has been calling for for my entire life. They bring in real running backs. They, like, they do all the things they haven't done. So why would I Why would I consider them the same team when they're not doing the same moves? Look, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. But if you do a different thing, expecting a different result, that's smart. <laughs> so, like, to me, what the Dolphins are doing and have done is different. So I've been... I've slammed Chris Greenis. I didn't malign him. I think it was justified. I don't think he was good at drafting. But... They were smart this year. They went and got legitimate players that have already proven themselves that should fit into what they're trying to do. So why can't they win 10? They won 9 or 10 with less talent. The AFC got better, but they did too. So why would they that not inch up and they win 10-11 games? I think they should win 10-11 games. I think you're going to see a different Tua. And I'm super stoked. So Greek's on board with that, and the Greek is really good when it comes to preseason predictions on win totals. For teams he's, he's really good at that so if you want to check out him later today i think we'll get another play from him and I'll, i think i'll join him on the gambler probably at 12 30 a.m i would say around three something also you we are your home for mike mayo's lunchbox 12 noon every single day you can also check it out on wwnntalkradio.com but if you're doing the digital thing go to south florida live each and every day defo usually is there but no defo today just me and the mayo man mr Gambling Gourmet, uh, another degenerate, but we usually talk lots of food there. Had an interesting meal last night. It's funny, I'm a huge steak fan, but I don't really eat a lot of red meat these days. It's just not great for you. 
But when I get a chance to have a nice steak, I can't lie. I enjoy it. And last night, the wife and I, Shirley and I, went to Steak 954, Fort Lauderdale. It's a great view right on the beach. And got two big-ass steaks. <laughs> so, <laughs> pita people, you vegans, you vegetarians, probably not your favorite thing to hear. We don't do it a lot. We usually, you know, we try to stay. We don't eat a lot of red meat, but it was a good meal. It was a lot of fun. Had a little date night action. Hopefully, you all had a great weekend. I know it started strange Friday with the news from the Supreme Court. I don't know what the hell's going on with our country. I still love it, and I am still uh, happy to be here for now. We'll see how long that lasts, whatever the hell else they change. Uh, Clarence Thomas threw out a lot of weird shit. Okay, this is the other one that I am confused about. Okay, I get it, you dig in. I get it, some people are very religious, and I don't know why that... I don't understand why you being religious has to affect someone else's life, because if you wanted that life, go live in, like, Iran. Like, if you want a country where your religion is the most important thing and no other religion matters, live in Iran. Like, that's how they live there. In America, we have lots of people with lots of religions, and we respect all the religions. I have my beliefs, but I wouldn't put them on you. Like, that's what America is literally about. That's literally how America supposedly started. Now, that wasn't true. It was the Protestants wanted to get away so that they could just be Protestant. But eventually, we opened our arms to all the immigrants. And when you do that, you get people of different backgrounds, cultures, and religions, especially. So, we've been supposedly open-minded to religions. So, I don't understand putting... But if you're religious, that's fine. Do you? I, again, I don't know why that means other people have to be your religion. Why would you even want that? But whatever. Um, some religions, that's sort of a big part of their religion. Um, what I don't get is the contraception one. Hasn't contraception been around, like, since the 1800s? Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Again, I'm not as well-informed as I probably should be. But even when you hear about abortion or you hear about some of these things, you never hear about contraception. Like, why would you want to take away contraception? Like, aren't congressmen people that cheat as much as anyone have mistresses why would you want to impregnate mistresses like, i don't that's a way like they're like going out into places that no one goes like some of the most right-wing people have never talked about contraception like i that like they i don't know what the hell's going on with clarence thomas i i i, I, I already said he's an idiot i said at the beginning of it and i'm gonna take it back but like it's been really quiet for like 30 years like why now is it coming out it's sounding like a more like even the crazy even sarah palin wasn't talking about contraception so like i i mean I know plenty of people that are Republican, and that's fine. Do you. Vote however you want. None of them are like, yeah, let's get rid of condoms. That, what? Why? <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I, I don't even understand. I can't even fathom that one. That's, that's one that's like, what the fuck are you talking about there? We live in a very weird world, but we do have our sports. I mean, we'll keep talking more sports. Uh, Ethan Scoop Skolnick will join me at eight, around 8.30. That was Miami Heat. They are. They were in the Bradley Beal sweepstakes. It felt like now it feels like Bradley Beal's taking his name out of the hat. Zach Levine, a lot of people were hoping maybe a Miami Heat player. It seems like he's going to stay with the Bulls. Donovan Mitchell's still out. There's a, some other pieces that are out there. The draft just happened in the Heat. I thought took a project. We'll see what Ethan Skolnick thinks. We'll see what he thinks about Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and the rest of the NBA. That's at 835. And you have more of me next. The D fan is in New Orleans. He's on his way back. I think this afternoon, he shall be on with us tomorrow morning. So you'll get all the D fun tomorrow morning, I promise. And you're getting all me today, the Diva Show, without Defo, just Luby, here on South Florida Live. Please subscribe. Check out everything we got going right here on South Florida Live. Look forward when you go out to eat. Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. 
All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing end them, to die, to sleep, no more, and by asleep, to say we end the heartache and a thousand natural shocks. What could that have been about except Gambling. to hedge or not to hedge? <laughs> The modern-day odd couple, Defoe and Louie, are on now. It is, of course, The Defoe Show. Helps that microphone on. Welcome, one and all, back to The Defoe Show. Without Defoe, just Louie here on South Florida Live. This is not just my network. There's a lot of us working on this network, this dream of ours that we've had for a long time. The professor and I have been thinking about doing something like this for a long time. Defoe tried to start this. It's funny to think of Defoe as a uh, someone with foresight is not something anyone would ever think of. He's Defoe. But he did. He wanted to start Defoe Radio. We started, I think, in 2009. Um, and it was something like this, having a bunch of really cool people who had a lot of talent, who wanted to get their voice heard and wanted to have some fun. And we did that for a few years, and we just really didn't know what the hell we were doing. So <laughs> we're hoping now we do. And this is South Florida Live, home of the Devo Show with Luby, home of Mike Mayo's Lunchbox, home of the Greeks Plays of the Day, and a lot of other things we got in the works. So appreciate you finding us, subscribing to us, and checking out our content each and every day. Love those people who join us on the chat. Good morning to Julian, Andy Man, Eric, anyone else who's watching us on our Facebook channel, the South Florida Live, watching us, the Defoe Show with Luby, Facebook, YouTube, South Florida Live. Thank you for finding us. We really do appreciate it. It really does mean the world to us. And we're going to keep doing everything we can to bringing you fun content. But it's not all. <laughs> Look, my podcast is going to come back in it. I, I don't know what we're calling it. It used to be called Let's Get Real. Um, and we didn't talk a lot of sports. And, and those of you who, well, just stick to sports. I mean, my degree, I have a sports business degree, but my master's is in media communication. And it wasn't just sports. I learned and talked about a lot of things. So as a, an American citizen, like I have an opinion on things. Who knew? 
So that will bleed into this um, and definitely bleed into my podcast. We talk about pretty much everything, not sports. Um, So those of you who opened up this morning and were like, oh, it's Luby. Oh, it's Luby talking to Porsche. Yeah, I I get it. It's heavy. (laughs) And it's a lot for Monday morning. One where we had a crown champion. It's funny. I don't really like the Avalanche because the one time the Panthers made it to the Stanley Cup, they swept the Panthers. But I, and Devo's made fun of me. I've grown to despise the Tampa teams. Like, I don't have this hatred for Boston. I usually had a hatred for New York teams because I grew up in South Florida and we had a rivalry with the Mets, rivalry with the Knicks. I really didn't like the Yankees. Um, so I didn't really like New York teams. But Boston teams have gotten sort of annoying because they went from not winning to winning and winning a lot. So they got sort of bra- braggadocious and obnoxious. Tampa's become that. The Rays haven't won, but they win consistently enough that even though no one goes, I guess they support them. The Lightning have won three titles in 20 years and had won two now out of the last three titles. And you had the Bucks winning Super Bowl two years ago, winning two Super Bowls in the last 20, I think it's 20 years, they won two Super Bowls, and getting Tom Brady and all that nonsense. That they've won a lot and they've gotten really obnoxious. <laughs> and we've tried to win down here. Like, the Heat, thank God, have won for us. The Marlins have won, but aren't don't win consistently. The Panthers have been a joke. I mean, this was the one year they were finally good, and they got swept in the second round, almost lost in the first round to an old team that wasn't even really that competitive. A lot of the year, the Capitals were okay. They weren't good, and the Panthers almost lost to them and then got swept by the eventual, the eventual runner-up in the Lightning. So we just don't, and the Dolphins, we're, all, we're our banner franchise, and we all know what they've been the last 20-plus years. So, I, I, yes, I am jealous of Tampa, but I, they also are obnoxious, and I've grown to hate their fans and grown to sort of root against their teams. So I was very happy to wake up this morning and find out that the Avalanche had won their first title since 2001. The Lightning and their fans can go away. Uh, soon, Tom Brady won't be there. I don't. I hope he won't be here either. But he won't be there, so the Bucks will go back to being losers. And I can. And the, and it's funny. South Florida teams finally feel like they're winning. The Miami Hurricanes. Uh, I I'm not as high on them as the Kane fan is because they went and signed a bunch of names that of coaches from other teams that had success in some forms. And they went and said all the money they're going to spend, even though they haven't spent any of it yet. They just talked a lot because that's what Miami's good at doing. Um, but they have shown a commitment that they hadn't. They had shown a commitment that they haven't shown in years to sports, especially football. So. Um. So that's cool. So that's where I'll give the Canes credit. Like, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know when they're going to win. And because to me, I still have a lot of questions with Cristobal. Cristobal had all the money in the world, had all the talent. He had recruited in the top five to 10 every year at Oregon. And yes, he did go to, I think he won a Rose Bowl. Um, and he did win the Pac 12, I think, a couple times. But they were never a playoff team. And last year, they should have been a playoff team. Last year, they opened the year without the eventual top five pick in Thibodeau. And on the road at Ohio State and won and then still lost three or four games. And to me, that's Cristobal. Like he's a guy who had Justin Herbert and didn't build an offense around Justin Herbert. He ran the offense he's going to run, a lot of running, a lot of old school shit, and no one knew Justin Herbert was this good because Cristobal sort of tied his hands behind his back. So to me, that's my big question. Like You can have a good staff and you can care about football. And Cristobal was the best uh, possible coaching candidate. I mean, I didn't think they could get him. But he still hasn't proven himself to be a champion. <laughs> like, as a coach, he's proven himself to be the guy that can get you to here. He's not going to get you to here. 
And Canes fans, the way they're talking is they're going to be the next Alabama. I mean, the guy hasn't been LSU. So I, I just, I don't know what to do with the Canes, but it is interesting to have them winning recruiting battles. Yeah, this weekend was a big thing. I know a lot of people don't follow recruiting, except for their team for the most part. But uh, Jaden Rashada was is a top 10 quarterback coming out of high school, and the Gators went all in. <laughs> they're like literally there's questioning of did they go too far and the kid didn't even go to UF the kid spurned UF to go to Miami so he's a top 50 kid in the country he's a legit quarterback recruit he's going to be a senior and it was a big victory for UM over UF this weekend so down here in South Florida things do feel to be turning in the right direction including the Canes um and the Dolphins have done a lot of things, and the Heat are always the Heat, and they shut me up a few years ago when I was calling for them in the tank. They didn't. They went and got Jimmy Butler and went to the finals that year and been to the Eastern Conference two out of two Eastern Conference finals two out of the last three years. So South Florida, it feels like things are brightening up now. Nationally, they we're in this time where it's hard to talk baseball. Like baseball's going on. The Yankees are the prominent franchise in baseball. The Yankees are winning, and people just don't care like the the youth are weird like they love youtube they love quick hits and baseball is not a quick hit sport basketball you get highlights highlights dunks yeah football you get touchdowns yeah yeah there's home runs in baseball but nothing else is fun in baseball like nothing else catches the eye and nothing happens anymore like where stolen base was a big deal and it would keep you on the edge of your seat seeing that guy on first base and you're like, okay, is he going to go? Is he not going to go? No one steals anymore. Like they don't try to make contact anymore. They don't try to move runners anymore. They don't try to do any of that crap. So baseball, which was a game that was sort of boring, is now totally boring. Even the home run, which was so fun, isn't even fun anymore because that's all they try to do. Like the stupid freaking bad angle crap it's all about a home run or strike and strikeouts were a disaster you never wanted to strike out now guys strike out like, eh, who gives a shit it's like what like so baseball which was already eh i don't even watch baseball so to try and get my nephews to try and get little ones to watch baseball ugh, good luck like pulling teeth would probably be easier than watching baseball so that's where we are in sports right now so we're getting into the stupid discussion time we're like let's talk about Kyrie irving for three segments and look, I brought it up with the Greek, and I will bring it up with Scoop because I don't get it. I don't get why he's such a d- discussion point. First of all, even at his best, he's still not a top 10 player to me. Like, I feel like even in w- what his talent is, and we all agree he's one of the best guys at getting to the basket. He doesn't pass. He's not good defensively. He doesn't really rebound. He's not a leader. So was, people thrust him into a category. I think he's like top 15 to 20. When he gives a shit. The problem is, he hasn't given a crap since Cleveland. And even then, it was only because LeBron was there. Before LeBron, he didn't give a crap. And since then, Boston was a total disaster. They've been better without him. And the Nets has been a total disaster. So, like, the whole Kyrie thing, I don't understand why it's a topic. Because it's like, the dude, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't care about playing. And, yeah, exactly. He's a nut and a chucker, as Andy says. You're right. That, he's both. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to play. And then when he plays, all he does is want to shoot. So the Kyrie thing I don't get. Now, Brian Windhorst said something interesting, and Ethan Skolnick tweeted it, and it's what I was thinking. I'm like, if you're the Heat, you don't care about Kyrie Irving. What you want is Durant. What you want is Durant. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, yes, 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 I would want Durant. Like, and... What's interesting about this whole thing is Durant hasn't dug in as a net. Durant hasn't dug in as Kyrie's teammate. Durant hasn't tried to keep Kyrie. He's done the opposite. 
He's openly said, yeah, I'm just going to sort of see. And Kyrie should do whatever he thinks is right. If you're the Nets, that's scary. And if you're the rest of the league, that's like, oh, okay. It feels like KD's putting the league on notice. Um, He may be available. That's the Riley move. The Riley move isn't to go get the malcontent. The Riley move is to go get the guy who's probably still a top three player in the NBA who is hungry, motivated, and now that the Warriors won again, even more motivated to prove that he can win without the Warriors and without Russell Westbrook and the Thunder. That feels like Riley's move is to wait for Irving to blow the thing up. Durant's not going to want to stay there alone. Durant will want to trade. And the Heat have assets. They have some young, interesting players in Strews, Vincent, Martin, and your seven. They have some draft picks, I'm sure, because they don't care about the draft. They have young, prominent players, and not. I don't think they would get rid of a BAM, but they have Hero, who is six men of the year and is a burgeoning all-star. And they have Robinson, who has a nice big contract and is one of the top three or four three-point shooters in the NBA. So they have the kinds of things that you can put a package together to go get a Durant. So that is what it intrigues me, not Kyrie Irving. And and the whole thing with the Lakers, I would love that. Let them go back. Let them go, <laughs> go to the Lakers. Like, all they have is $6 million. Like I, I, The one thing I'll give the guy is he doesn't give money where Bradley Bill only cares about money. I don't know what the hell Kyrie Irving cares about. Like at all, because it's not money. He lost like seventeen, eighteen million this year, not getting vaccinated. And if he left the Nets, he'll probably get less money somewhere else. Like I don't know who's throwing him fifty million a year. So that's one guy that isn't made everything about money. We have seen the Live Golf Tour, some more defections. Kepka last week, a couple more guys uh, over this weekend. I don't know what to do with that thing. I, I mean, it, it, look, the Greeks talked about it. it Defo and I sort of agree. It's not about the money. Yeah, the money is enough there. It's not the USFL. Or the XFL. Like, the money's not going to run out. They have money. But to me, if they don't have eyeballs, if they don't have attention, then it's like the tree in the forest. Like, who? you can have it going on, but if it's not there, it's not on TV. It's only on a streamer that I don't even know what streamer it's on. And they don't have people that are winning. Like, even Kepka hasn't won for like three or four years. Like, he had a nice run 2017 and 18, and he hasn't been the same since. DeChambeau had a nice run like 18, 19. hasn't been the same since. Phil Mickelson hasn't, been a winner in like a decade you know like the people they're getting are names we've heard but they're not winning they're not competitive so even if you watch golf which i don't watch a lot of golf it's not fun it's not competitive that's why we watch golf that's why we watch sports we want to see the best go against the best that's not what's happening in the live golf tour so i i don't know the lifespan that has we will see the lifespan of uh the Miami Heat, we'll talk more about that with Ethan Skolnick. The Miami Marlins this weekend had a tough uh, series against the New York Mets. They were finally playing a little bit better. Lost two of three. The Mets are, I think, the class of the NL right now. Between them and, I guess, the Dodgers. The Braves have come on after a slow start. The Phillies and the Nationals have been sort of a disaster. But the uh, Marlins did at least finish the series yesterday. Um and they're sitting there around five or six games under 500. We've sort of forgotten that they play baseball. <laughs> like, we, we're not doing a run of 71 or the driver 75. We're not doing any of that this year. I mean, they've broken our hearts. They, out of the last four years we did it, they only completed it one year where they went over. So we've sort of been like, all right, good luck, Marlins. Um, and it's sort of sad to see that Derek Jeter came in, all this pomp and circumstance, talked all this crap, and before he even finishes his first contract, he's gone. And they're still the same franchise. Yeah, instead of hitting and having no pitching, now they have pitching and no hitting. And their bullpen's a disaster. So even when they do hit and they do pitch okay, their bullpen just 
gives away the game. So uh, the Marlins are sort of falling off. No one really gives a crap about the Marlins. Um, last night, you did have the Tampa Bay Lightning go down to the Colorado Avalanche. They win their first title since 2001. It was a tougher series than I thought it would be. I thought it would be about six games, but I thought the Avalanche would dominate each game. They didn't. Multiple games went to overtime. Um, the Lightning, the, a lot of one-goal games. The Lightning did have a game where they dominated the Avalanche, which you haven't really seen the Avalanche have to face this playoffs. So the Lightning have shown, look, they're a champion. They won two out of the last three titles. They just didn't win this title. So I'm very happy as the Florida Panthers uh, went down in disappointing, disastrous fashion to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round of the NHL playoffs. You saw the Lightning get there, right, by my estimation, just desserts. So we will see uh, what goes on with the Panthers. They go and hire a guy that has had head coaching experience in the NHL. However, it wasn't last year. He was over in, like, Europe last year. Paul Maurice, a guy that has never won a cup. I think he... he competed uh, pretty went pretty far with the Carolina Hurricanes in the early 2000s, but he hasn't done anything since at all. You got a guy in Barry Trotz. Now Barry Trotz has come out since, I guess, Winnipeg wanted Barry Trotz, and Barry Trotz was like, no, I'm going to spend time with my family. So maybe the Panthers went to um, Barry Trotz, and Trotz was like, look, I'm not trying to coach. But Maurice is not a, I, I would have just kept Burnett then. Like, I, I didn't like Burnett. I thought he failed in the playoffs, but he was good in the regular season. And he's never really coached before. So at least I'd rather him than a guy who we've seen fail. Like, But that's the Panthers to so go and get a guy that's eh. Because the Panthers are eh. I'm a heat or not eh. Thank God. Because I don't know what else we'd have down here in South Florida. So we'll talk more about that. Well, again, Ethan Skolnick will join us at 835 Minutes for 5 Reasons Sports. You had, okay, so we haven't talked about this a lot. Um, but in baseball, when you do get a brawl, and not, not the uh, guys flailing, no, they had a brawl. Like, the Angels and the Mariners went at it last night. Like, early in the game, uh, the pitcher threw at, I think it was the Angels throwing at the Mariners, and there was a warning. Again, it happened later where they actually pegged the guy. They, the <laughs> the Mariners batter went at the Angels' dugout, and a brawl ensued, an actual brawl, where they were like, it wasn't like Larry Johnson and Alonzo Morning. Like, they were brawling. They were punching the crap out of each other. One thing I'll never get, and Dave and I have talked about this, like, I, it's funny, I, I'm not old, okay? I'm, I'm in my 30s, whatever, but I have older sensibilities because I grew up in a time where it was transitioning. Like, I may be millennial, but I'm really a Gen X, and my parents are boomers, so I think old school. So my thing is I, I, I have the idea of disrespect and this and that when it comes to sports, and look, my kids, the team, the team I'm coaching right now, it's eight and under boys. I want them to have fun, but I also want them to be good sports. We were dominating the last game. With two and a half minutes left, I pulled it back. You know, like, there's something to be said to me for sportsmanship, okay? It's just, I was raised with it, you know. Uh, you go and beat the other team, but you don't, have to be, you don't have to beat them senseless. Like, winning 20 to 4 or winning 40 to 4, to me, is the same thing. As long as you win and you win definitively, I don't give a crap if it's by 16 or if it's by 30, 36. Like, what the hell's the difference? So to me, I never understood the, well, you hit a home run or you dogged it to first or you flipped your bat, so I'm going to peg you with a ball. Like, how do those equate? You throwing at 100 miles an hour at someone, even if you hit their ass, even if you hit their their back where you're, you shouldn't, you know, really give too much damage or your their thigh. Still hurts. Like, you can still hurt them. Like, whatever you did with your words or your your petty actions, it's not the same thing as a baseball, which is a projectile and a weapon getting hurled at you. Like, I never understood why that was even a thing. Like, if a baseball player did something that bothered you, stop them. 
A baseball player did something that bothered you. Do it back. Hit a home run yourself. Steal a base yourself. Bring in a run yourself. But why throw a ball at someone? And then why throw? Why do it twice? Like that's one thing I never got with baseball is they're so they're they're so old school that they're almost it's almost sad. It's like guys, we're in this generation. Have you seen what millennials and Gen Zs like? They don't want that. They're definitely not violent. They're definitely not violent. Like, and they're definitely not eye for an eye. Like. You guys don't give a crap about existing. <laughs> like, all these other sports focus on their stars and, and give their stars attention and make their sport more fun. Yeah, basketball's gone a little bit too much with the three. Yeah, football has become so offensive inclined that it sort of sucks because once in a while you want the defense to have a shot. They don't let the defense really do anything. So it's a little annoying. But at least, you know, like, you know the names of their players. I thought of Mike Trout and Shoei Otani. Greek's not wrong. Who is in baseball? Like, all the fun guys, all they do is take the fun out of it. Like, let Tatis be fun. Like, no, I'm going to peg you because you were happy. What? Like, I, I don't understand that at all. I, I And I'm not that young, and I'm not that old. I'm in the middle, so I can see both sides of it. I'm not one for taunting, and I get it. But, like, some of this crap in baseball, like, having a brawl. where So now you had... I think eight people were thrown out. I'm sure suspensions will happen. The Angels have actually been competitive. The Mariners have been decent. Like, why? It's early in the year. I get it, but like, why would you want to mess with them? I I, I just don't understand that. Like, the use of the ball to take out your frustrations makes no sense. Hit a home run, steal a base, strike a guy out. Like, this isn't like you're pros. You know, like don't whine. Like, end it. You're there. You can do it. I don't get, I never got that, but there was a brawl between the Mariners and the Angels last night. It was sort of a big deal. And I caught wind of it. I saw the brawl. I mean, it was it was interesting to see grown, I guess it's, because both benches cleared, so like 30 to 40 grown men beat the shit out of each other. I, I, I don't understand why, but that's baseball. Someone did something that I didn't like, so I'm going to peg him with a ball. That's the world we live in these days. This is the Defoe Show, no Defoe, just Luby. Very slow time in sports. But there's always great time for speculation. The Miami Heat are Bradley Beal, it feels like, is off the market, at least for now. Zach Levine's off the market, it feels like. But, you know, the Heat, there's always room for more. The Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant saga, Donovan Mitchell is still laying in the weeds. Um, we'll see. Uh, it, it was an interesting weekend. On the recruiting trail, the Knowles picked up a big-time four-star offensive lineman. Uh, Mike Norvell, this is a huge year for Mike Norvell. We will talk a lot more about it as we get into August. Um, but this is year three. He's had four. He's had three recruiting classes. This is his third season. Three wins first year amid COVID. Five wins second year. I, I've said it on Twitter. I haven't really said it here a lot, but I expect seven, eight wins. Um, it's just progression. And he's recruited. He hasn't recruited great, but he hasn't recruited bad. He's done a really good job recruiting the offensive line. And he's done an interesting job with his coaching staff. So you've seen the defense get uh, vastly improved. Was around 100 two years ago. Was 50-something last year. Expected to be one of the better defenses. Not only the AC in the country this year. And their offensive line is supposed to be improved. And just like the Dolphins, if you have a strong offensive line, it can definitely should help your offense. So I don't expect big things from the Seminoles, but I expect an interesting year for the Seminoles. The Gators, I don't know what the fuck to expect. <laughs> like... Their fans are losing it. Billy Napier has, like, gone all in on, I'm I'm about this new era, but I'm not. 
Um, he wrote a letter before the weekend talking about, we're going to win. It was like the Tebow speech that Tebow makes fun of, but in letter form. And then there was two huge recruits that they were supposed to get this weekend, and they had visits, and both went elsewhere in state. Both, both the Canes commit at quarterback was a guy that the Gators went all in on, and the Knowles commit at offensive line was another guy that the Gators went all in on. And they not they whiffed on both, and they whiffed on both in sort of epic fashion. Like, as the offensive lineman, uh, Roderick Kearney, was leaving Gainesville, that's when he committed. Like, it's not even like he went home and thought about it and the Gators gave him something to think about. Like, he left Gainesville for an official visit and decided to commit to FSU. Rashada, the quarterback, the Gators went all in on and were really hoping he'd be their linchpin of this class. And I didn't hear much about the Canes, and he committed to the Canes. And he's out of California, which is not something you would think from a rebuilding Canes program. So big wins for Florida State and Miami. A big defeat for the Gators. I thought Napier was an interesting hire. Uh, he was the Louisiana head coach and did really good things with Louisiana. Like it's not even that he made them, you know, win. Like they were ranked, like they were like low tier uh, FCS and had them ranked. So I thought it was an interesting hire. The Gator fans are not very happy right now as he sort of struggled out the gate. He's look, he's, he's hired a ton of coaches. Like he's trying to be like Alabama, just had a coach for everything and an assistant for everything and an off field guy for everything. And I didn't know what that meant. Like I'm like, okay, you can hire guys, but okay, are they good? Like what, what does that mean? He's sort of slow to start into this season. We'll see what happens when it comes to the college football world. Uh, I think it's less than 60 days until football's back, college football's back. So definitely excited about that. Here, the Defoe Show, no Defoe, just Luby. Defoe's come back from New Orleans. Um, anyone who's ever been in New Orleans knows it's, if it's not the food capital, it's one of those. Yes, my in-laws pegged it right. It's a lot of fried food and a lot of sodium. But for two days, three days, it's worth it. I mean, the grilled oysters are amazing. Etouffee's tremendous. Uh, red beans and rice, jambalaya, gumbo, the beignets, uh, the po' boys. They do a real big there, and the food's amazing. So uh, the wife and I went, Shirley and I went a few years ago. I went with Defoe around the Super Bowl, and Defoe goes, I think, yearly, takes a jaunt to New Orleans. So uh, he'll be coming back today from that. He'll be joining all of us tomorrow. And uh, I will be taking his spot not only here, but with Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. We are the home of Mike Mayo's Lunchbox each and every day, 12 p.m. The Gambling Gourmet himself will talk lots of food. Friday we dove into the decision from the Supreme Court. I started the show with that today. Don't think we'll do that today on the Lunchbox. We'll talk a lot about the dishes on the table for the one and only Gambling Gourmet. What I ate this weekend. Maybe what you ate this weekend. So tune into that. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The South Florida yeah, South Florida Live. And I appreciate everyone who stuck with me this morning. I know it was a long week, and I know you start your week ready for some fun with Defo because there is no one like Defo, and he's wrong. I'm not waiting for the bus to hit him. Uh, I have no problem doing shows, and I have no problem having other people on with me and do shows. As anyone knows who's watched anything that Jeff DeForest does, even when he does stuff with, uh, when we do stuff together, there's nothing like... Jeff DeForest. There's no one like Jeff DeForest. It is a blast every time we do get on here and do this stuff. So I, as long as he's willing to do things, I want to do shows with him. So I'm not rooting for his demise. Golly, I'm not. I'm rooting for his health, wellness, and him to make a nice, safe return to his show. And I appreciate everyone who has, because I know the backup is never someone people want. No one's ever like, yeah, the backup. 
And uh, I guess I am a part of the show, so I'm not the normal backup because it's not just some random trying to do our show. It's me, but the show I do without Defoe is nowhere near the show we do together, the show he does with me. Um, so you will get more of that show. And I apologize to those who are like, oh, shit, Luby. I apologize, but I'm here. At least you get something. And I apologize for starting off on such a deep, dark, it's not dark, deep, scary note, because to me it's scary what's going on in this country. And being a proud American, I felt that's where we should start. We didn't get a chance to talk about it Friday. It happened after our show. And all weekend, that's what people talked about. And then certain Supreme Court justices come out and say really crazy shit. Like, oh, abortion's not the end. It's the beginning. We want to go after marriage equality. And we want to go after... Um, we want to go after possibly segregation or, or bring back segregation. And we want to go after uh, more of this and that. And it's like, okay, so this thing that's scary that I can't believe is happening and I'm scared because it might lead to other things. You're telling me, yeah, it's going to lead to other things. <laughs> it's like contraception. Like, contra- like They're going in directions where it's like in, my parents in the 50s and 60s, I, well, I, can't, I can't answer the phone, Eric. Like, I'm literally talking. I can't answer the phone. So when, when Defoe's not here, we can't do phones. I love you, though. So uh, try and call into the lunchbox. Maybe you can jump on the lunchbox. Um, we do appreciate you guys watching and those who want to call, but I can't, uh, I can't, you know, answer the phone and do this. The fact that I'm trying to text and email is already more than enough. Um, and I appreciate that thought, Andy. Yes, I'm back. Whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm not Defoe. I, I own that, and it's okay. Um, well, have a good one, Eric. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for trying to call. I just, I can't answer a phone and be on here. Um, but to me, we went to the weekend. It happened. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. And then all weekend long, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice or whatever you want to call him, said some, said, yeah, now we need to go after gay marriage. <laughs> now we need to go after contraception. It's like, what? No, we don't. Like, what? 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 And then this other senator is like, yeah, now Brown versus the Board of Education. Screw uh, equality. Let's just segregate. What? Like what? What is going on? So, anyways, with all that happening this weekend, I felt I had to at least touch on it, and I did. I talked about it a lot. I know I did. I get it. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk more sports. Yeah, sports. We'll talk more sports uh, with one and only Ethan Scoop Skolnick. Mr. Five Reasons Sports. You can also check our South Florida content there. We love being a part of South uh, Five Reasons. They do a great job with South Florida sports and really have cornered the market when it comes to South Florida sports. As the local radio, as we know, the local radio world is not really in existence anymore. Five Reasons Sports took it, jumped on that, took advantage of it, and it has built a beast when it comes to South Florida sports. Mr. Five Reasons Sports joins us next. One and only Ethan Skolnick. Appreciate you all joining me this morning. We will talk all things Miami Heat and a little bit of NBA coming up next. The Defo Show, no Defo, just Luby, right here on South Florida Live. Be sure to check out Mike Mayo's Lunchbox at 12 noon. I will join him. Usually, I join him every day, but it'll just be him and I today. No Defo. And the Greeks plays of the day. Check those out. He is 6-1. and one. He does have the Dolphins over on the win total this season. And maybe later today, we'll get a play from him. Coming up next, the one and only Ethan Scoop Skolnick, right here. The Devo Show, no Devo, just Luby, on South Florida Live. Room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country 
while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapists, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled caring people, there is truly only one place. And that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10, you're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. You know, people don't like being lied to. That's always the thing. With Pete Rose... If he had just said, of course I bet the Reds. What are you talking about? <laughs> Had money on every game. We know you did, Pete. It's all right. I mean, now it would be accepted. In fact, uh, they would have uh, – it's only a matter of time before the manager of the two teams is asked who he likes in the game. <laughs> all right, we're going down on the field there. Uh, we got Tony LaRusso. Tony, uh, what do you think tonight? White Sox minus 135? Well, you know, we're going to go to the pen right away, and I'm going to make like seven righty-lefty switches at inappropriate times, and I'm going to wear out my bullpen. In fact, all of these guys worked in the game last night, so I, I would think this. I would take the points, take the runs, and take the price on the Boston Red Sox tonight to beat us. I would not lay uh, 135 to win 100 on the Chicago White Sox. Okay, thanks, Tony. Let's go to Alex Cora. Cora, what do you got? Well, you know, we got all our heavy hitters at the beginning of the lineup tonight, uh, and they really pound this White Sox pitcher the last time he was out there. So I would think that we're a good bet, money line, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> When's that going to happen? I mean, that's going to be part of the pregame shows now. Enjoy your trip to work with lots of laughs, thanks to Defo and Luby. Now on the Defo Show. Welcome back to the Defoe Show. No Defoe, just Luby here on South Florida Live. Each and every day you can check us out on Five Reasons Sports. We've been pushing our South Florida skewed content. There they are to me, the home of South Florida sports. Uh, local radio has sort of gone by the wayside. We did a local radio morning show. We did a local show since we started doing shows in 2010, Defoe and I. 
Um, and then we started doing a morning show in 2012. Local radio was something that this gentleman did for a long time. And then local radio sort of went away. And this gentleman was smart enough to go, okay, well, your loss is our gain. And now Five Reasons Sports, to me, is the home of all things South Florida sports. This gentleman is the CEO, the founder, and is everything Five Reasons Sports. And he's become, over the last few years, our Heat insider and just really NBA insider. Mr. Scoop Skolnick, Ethan Skolnick, knows his NBA as well as anyone knows his Heat as anyone. And I wish you a good morning, Scoop. What's going on, man? Good morning. How are you? That's a very nice introduction. I'm not used to that this early in the morning. Ah! Well... <laughs> There's no defos, so you don't get uh, jabs. You get a lot more love. Yeah, yeah, not here. yeah. The intro is a little shorter. Right? <laughs> yeah, shorter. I don't know if Defo does anything shorter. <laughs> no, that's all. No, I was gonna say it's shorter with you. <laughs> exactly, Defo. You still be doing the intro. Um, I do want to get to it because it's funny. Uh, the off Defo makes fun of me because the off season is a lot more exciting <laughs> for Heat fans a lot of the time than the regular season. Even though this season actually gave us enough where you actually held off as a Heat fan for the off season. Um but it, the minute that that shot was missed by Jimmy Butler, everyone was turning their attention to the off season. And look, the national media has sort of done it too uh because of what's going on in Brooklyn. Um Look, Brian Windhorst said something that was interesting, and you sort of you tweeted it. I saw it live, and then, of course, you picked up on it. And that's more where my focus was for the Heat than Kyrie Irving. But it used to be the obligatory LeBron James statement when it came to the NBA. Now it's the obligatory. You have to talk about Kyrie Irving. What are your thoughts on the whole Kyrie Irving thing? Any He released his list of if he opts out, where he'd like to be traded to. Is there any chance in hell that the Miami Heat have any legitimate interest in Kyrie Irving? Oh, I think there's a chance. Okay, for and sure. You, you I mean, I, look. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, talent is talent, um, and you know, he has a relationship with Jimmy already. Uh, the vaccination thing is kind of, at this point, sort of over. I mean, he become he be coming to to Florida. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that that uh, you can rule anything out with them. I, I do think that what Windhorse said is where I would go with it, which is that Pat's always thinking of the move beyond the move. You know, I, I, you go back to 2004. He made an offer sheet to Elton Brand, uh, who he liked, who was with the Clippers. Elton was actually down here um, on vacation on South Beach. He got he was in the sand. He got back to his uh, stuff. And there was a text saying that that Donald Sterling, of all people, had matched the Heat's offer sheet, which stunned and upset him. And so literally in those next 24 hours, Pat made an offer sheet to Lamar Odom on the same team, knowing that Sterling was not going to match both. So it's chestnut checkers. So I, I do think the godfather move, as as Windhorst said, is to go get is, is to wait for the situation to completely deteriorate. And try to get Durant. The, the issue is, I don't really know what they can offer for Durant, you know, without Jimmy and, and Bam being involved and or or Bam being involved. And if that's the case, to be honest, I'm not going to say what's the point, but it, it's it's not, it, it, you know, it, it, Durant is Durant, provided that he's healthy. And obviously he's, he's better than both of them, but it doesn't really get you, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's a different build. Okay. Essentially. So, 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 so I think I look as far as Kyrie goes. Um, you know, I've dealt with him the year that he was yep, in yep. one of the years he was in Cleveland. I'm not a huge fan of the way that he handles stuff, uh, and, and particularly with the team. Uh, I've always said this when I first got to Cleveland in 2014, 
uh, basically to cover LeBron for Bleacher Report um, when they moved me up there, essentially. Uh, he, uh, you know, the first thing I was told about Kyrie was nobody in the locker room had his phone number. So I, it's, it's, it's just, he's, he, he's a difficult, he's, he's a gotten difficult worse, guy. And he's gotten he's, worse since then. That's the thing. Like, no, he's gotten a lot worse. Um, he has smartest man in the room syndrome. And, yeah. and again, I, you know, that's every, you know, you can deal with certain guys. The Heat have dealt with certain guys. Um, there's certain ones that they haven't wanted to, and they haven't made as big a push for they will investigate everything. I, I, I think that there's a real recognition here, okay, that this thing is wide open. And it was wide open last yep. season, yep. too. And Heat officials told me that before the year. That's one of the reasons they 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 felt they overspent a little bit for Lowry, but they had to do it because they felt anywhere between six to eight teams can win the championship. Yep. And when I go back at the list that they gave me, I don't even think the Warriors were on that list. Nah. So you're really, you're really talking about almost ten teams that had a legitimate shot last year. And I think it's the same. It's going to be the same this year. I, I don't think that the Warriors are a dominant force, um, you know, like they were, you know, when they won the last couple of times. And, and I, you know, we saw Phoenix. Phoenix may get much worse now. We'll see. Um, Milwaukee, you would anticipate, would be better just because they'll be healthier. Boston uh, probably will tweak it. They, they've got, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, some more additional experience now. Um, and, and then, you know, people will hype up, you know, the star teams like the Lakers, et cetera. But th- there, there are a bunch of, of teams that are in the mix here. And so Miami, you know, but I don't think Miami is stupid enough to think, okay, we're four points of the finals. We just run the thing back and we're going to get there. I don't think that's Pat's mindset right now. I've said that repeatedly. Okay. He's 77. He feels he owes it to one person on this roster and that's Jimmy, Jimmy. Butler. Jimmy is 32 and they got to get across the finish line here while they still can. So Talent is talent. I, I don't, that wouldn't be my choice. Um, I do think from a basketball perspective, if it was just that he does fit, oh, they, yeah. they need, they, they need a dynamic creator is what they need. And he is absolutely that um, they have other guys who can handle with him. They can cover him up defensively when he gets lazy. Like I, it, it makes a lot of sense for all of those reasons, but uh, I don't think that's ultimately what happens. I, I think if Kyrie goes, it's more likely to like the Clippers, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the team that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And again, that's another team that right now. I forgot they, about it. <laughs> I forgot about them. <laughs> Everybody did, but they yeah, are right yeah. back in the mix. Uh, they have two legitimate stars already, yep. provided they're playing. And they have a, a, a very good coach, a guy who's proven himself over the past few years. So. Um, I, uh, this thing's wide open. I think Miami recognizes that. Well, and that's okay. So my next thing, and I talked about it this morning when I first came on, was and what I want to talk to you about was: Do the Heat have to make a move? Because and you sort of just answered it, um, because they were one shot away, and that was a team that was battered and bruised. So let's say, look, Riley didn't hide it. He called out Kyle Lowry, and Kyle Lowry isn't LeBron. Right. Like Kyle Lowry doesn't mind being called out. He's a competitive dude who said, "I." Nothing's a success without a title. Okay, so if your right. your president's calling you out, you would take that and run with it, I would think, right? Okay, P.J. Tucker is a big question mark right now because teams realize his value. He's not an automatic to return back to the heat. But let's say they can keep him. Cool. To me, you were one shot away from the finals. However, you, you sort of said it, the heat don't think about it like that because Celtics will get better. Bucks will have Middleton. The West is going to be crazy. Who knows what the Hawks are? Maybe they finally mature. You know, like there's a lot of the Bulls were really good until they got hurt. You know, there's a lot of teams that are sort of hanging around there that the Heat, I give them credit for being aware of. So you're telling me they think they have to make a move where it's not the opposite. Where do they think they 
can get away with not. They think they have to make a move at this point. I I, I think that the Jimmy timeline dictates it. Okay. I, I just you know I I, I think that um, internal improvement. Uh, they will get some. They yeah. always do. Yeah. Uh, but I think with some of their players, they are up against the ceiling here, and and I think that was recognized in the postseason. I always say this, the playoffs tell that's a, that's a Riley phrase, um, you know, that I use a lot. And I just think uh, it told, um, and I think it told a couple of things. It, it told you one uh, that Kyle at this stage yeah. okay, needs to be managed to such a degree yeah. that even getting into premium shape may not be enough. I, I don't, and I don't know if he will, but, but, you know, he, he can't get by anybody anymore. Um, and, and when that goes, it goes. And yeah, I mean, if, he loses 10 pounds. I mean, to make it a little bit easier. He's not going to be, as we just spoke about Kyrie getting past yeah. people to get to the basket. So, yeah. so I think that's an issue. Now, Tyler, I think Tyler will learn from this experience. He's learned from others. Um, but I do think at some point the physical limitations end up limiting how he responds to some of this, the way that they guarded him, the physical way, the two way two two on the ball, that kind of stuff. Yeah, he'll get better at making reads and making decisions and getting off of the ball, but I don't know that he has enough athleticism to, as as teams keep hyping that up, to get past it. We'll see. You know, look, if Kyle and Tyler had just played to their regular season averages in the postseason, they'd probably go to the finals and, and they might have won the thing. So you can just talk about those two, but then there's others. Everybody else's three-point shooting fell off in the postseason, yep. and that is not just accident. I mean, yeah. so it, it is uh, the shots got tougher. They were harder to make. I want to see if Struess, uh yeah. can kind of get past that. But th- there's just I, I like their team. I do. But I think that that Eric maximized this group and yeah. I think they recognize that. And one of the things you have to understand as, as a as an executive, and I think Pat does, is that when you have an elite coach, that sometimes it's a little bit smoke and mirrors. And I, and I, I think that. You look at 2017, that lesson, he learned it the hard way because he ended up paying a bunch of guys that basically, you know, Spo had put in perfect position to succeed. And it was always kind of illusory. It was, it was, you were not, it was not going to last. And so I think this team is better than those players. Um, I, I think that they have a better development program than they had then. They have a core, guy, core guys in Jimmy and Bam that at that point, they didn't have players of that level. Okay, they had like Whiteside and Josh Richardson. That's not the same. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I, I just, I just think that uh, I think they recognize that just running it back is not is not going to be enough. I, now, whether they can make a move or not is another sense. question. You know, he fans are always this is all NBA fans, but he fans in particular because they always are doing the jersey swap. I mean, they just assume if the Heat won someone, well, why haven't you done it yet? Okay. And, <laughs> It's not like everybody wants to deal with you. (laughs) And look, sometimes it not happening at first. You know, I remember when they were going to get Jimmy from Minnesota and basically Pat hung up the phone on Tibbs. Okay. Because he was being ridiculous. Uh, But that original trade, they actually would have given up more than they ended up giving up to get him from Philadelphia. It was similar pieces. It was a Linux and it was, uh, it was Josh and, but, but Bam, you know, was, was being discussed at that point. Okay. So what I'm saying is they are going to try to do something. Okay. I, I, but they need one of these guys, like the Beal situation, like you cannot dictate what's going on in someone else's head. Okay. If, if he, if he wants to lose there forever, 
He's going to lose there forever. Now, Donovan Mitchell, Utah. Okay, so are they going to trade this guy who's on this incredible deal right now? When, you know, to keep Gobert, I mean, they're going through a coaching change. Maybe, but is Danny Ainge going to deal him to Pat Riley? I I just think you know that it's uh it's, to me it's to to me Libby I I I just think that Heat fans you know they have this pie in the sky expectation because you know Pat can pull off anything it's not just Pat and sometimes Pat's reputation works against him because teams don't want to deal with it yeah. I and I mean there's a lot of there's there's a few GMs in the league whether it's Presti or Masai or Pat you're better off just calling Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's it's true. What I would do. You're like, all right, well, if he's trading with me, I'm not winning this. <laughs> okay, that, okay. You brought up an interesting name, and that was the thing to me with the Durant move is, yes, it's Durant, and if he's healthy, uh, he's still young enough where he's almost you do anything to get him, guy. Mm. But if you have to give up Bam, then are you and you're better? Yes, Durant and Jimmy Butler is better than anything they have now. But if you have to give up a haul to get him, how much better are you? So that like is anyone untouchable outside of Jimmy Butler? Like we've heard Bam for the most part is untouchable. But if a Durant trade is on the table, is Bam in that trade? And then if so, what are the Heat after that? Uh, you know, I don't. It's such a crazy. I know it's like I, a weird idea because I don't think Durant I, comes. I, I'm just I, saying, like, I, I mean, would Pat do it if he? Probably. I mean, I, you know, I mean, where's he getting another big? I, I, I don't know. I mean, to do those kind of things. Um, I mean, I mean, look at it. You had last year in Brooklyn, you had, it, it's a totally different build if you do it. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, does he want to do a restart of a build? He had last year, uh, Durant, you had Durant, Harden and Kyrie at one point. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're telling me you're putting Durant and Jimmy Butler together and it's guaranteeing a championship. I mean, he could build around that, but it's going to take him again. It's similar to the Shaq build when he first got Shaq. Okay. They basically cleared out everybody, but Dwayne. Okay. And Eddie, Eddie was still there. So he brings in Shaq and he said at the time, I remember at the press conference, he said, we may not put the whole thing together in one season. And he didn't mean on the court. He meant he meant the and they almost won the championship that first year. If Dwayne doesn't pull a ribcage muscle, they, they probably do. Yeah, they win. Okay. Okay. But but that was his point was that we're not going to be able to do the entire roster construction right away. Okay. So he brings him in. And that first year was Damon Jones and Eddie <laughs> Jones playing out of position and all that stuff. Right. But then it was in that offseason that then he reshaped the thing. And, you know, he brings in Antoine Walker and James Posey and Gary Payton and Jason Williams, okay, et cetera, and, and changes the mix. So you're talking about probably needing another offseason yeah. after this yeah. one. And, again, I, I just – and then you got Durant is older and he's yeah. had injuries. And you've got – Jimmy is older. Um, you know, Bam is a bridge to the next generation for this franchise. So, I, I mean, it may seem like a very myopic, like heat observer, heat fan view to say you don't trade Bam to get Kevin Durant. And I, it's sure to the rest of the country, it seems stupid. But I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying, in in the context of where they are, yeah, and where Pat is in his life, yeah. I mean, it, it's just like then it becomes not about winning a championship before he leaves, but just, I got you, Kevin Durant. Like I got you LeBron James and I got you Shaquille O'Neal and I drafted Dwayne Wade and I got you Kevin Durant, but I don't think it ends up necessarily with the parade that he's looking for so that he can go flee to the South of France. I I just, that's, you know what, which is what he always told me he would do. When I, 
when I interviewed him after LeBron left and he was defiant and he said, I said, what going to happen if you win another one? He says, Chris and I, that's his wife. They said, we're just going to, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're not even going to go to no champagne. We're nothing. We're no, no celebrations. Literally walking off the court and going straight to a plane to go to the South France. I, 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 you know, maybe after he trades for Durant, he'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I don't think he's necessarily going to end up in a championship. All right, before we let you go, I know you have your own thing. Nine o'clock, you check him out. Five Reasons Sports Network. Um, if not Durant, which I still think is not, it's, it's very low probable. I don't think they want Irving and the, the headaches there. It feels like Mitchell's the biggest fish that they may get, but again, he hasn't yeah. asked out and the Jazz are not that, the Jazz don't care. Like the Jazz have a good deal with you. They're not, you can bitch and moan. They'll let you sit. Who else is out there that is a guy that they can bring in and be that next piece? Because I'm trying to think of it and I can't, so that's why. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, Levine is interesting. I, I don't know if he's going to actually leave Chicago. Um, I, I have some concerns about Levine because you know he was a player that relied, as we know, as Dunker heavily on athleticism, and yep. that knee is has been a problem lately. So I'm not really sure. Um, there, there's some other guys who are not like superstars, but could be very skilled players who could help. I think Harrison Barnes is a really interesting guy to look at. Um, they've liked him for a long time. He doesn't really fit the personality profile of the rest of this team. He's kind of an intellectual sort of introvert type, not as much of a dog, so to speak. Um, but I, I mean, I think that I, I, I think he would offer them a lot of options in the front court, um, cause he's versatile and he can, he can, he can defend and, and he can score and, uh, he reminds me a little bit of Jamal Mashburn in that regard. And, you know, Jamal as a complimentary player was very effective, yep. you know, but I, I, I just think that, you know, there, there are the, there are some other pieces out there. I think Marcus Morris is a name we always come back to. Uh, they've always liked him. They nearly signed him two years ago. He's a much better player than his brother really? in a lot of different ways. Yep. Uh, but, you know, these aren't like, I mean, th- these would be more, I'm trying to think. I mean, it would be more like the 2005 thing, although not as many players, where it's you're basically keeping your core two. You're not adding a superstar, but you're adding an Antoine Walker mm-hmm. and you're adding some other pieces that, that help them uh, and give you more versatility, create more room for them. So I, I just think that, um, you know, those are a couple of names I would watch. Uh, the Tucker thing's interesting because I don't think they entered the offseason thinking they were going to lose him. Yeah. But it may, it may push them to do some other things that they were considering anyway and, and going to get a starting four that's not of that age. Uh, and a Harrison Barnes would be that type of player. So I, I would, I would, and so would Marcus Morris. So I, I would, I would watch uh, those two guys. Go check him out right now. Nine o'clock. He does his own thing. Five, five reasons sports network at Ethan J. Skolnick at the number five reason sports, both on Twitter, very active. We are very proud to be a part of five reasons sports. You'll enjoy what they have going there. Scoop appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll talk a lot with you over the off season about those Miami heat. Thanks a lot, Scoop. Thanks Libby. All right. That is one and only Ethan Skolnick. He's a busy man. I appreciate him finding time for us this morning. He will now go do his thing and I'll wrap up my thing. Okay. Well, well, for now, soon I won't be able to wrap up my thing because Clarence Thomas wants to get rid of contraception. Boom. Pun intended. I hate that expression. Pun not intended. Pun intended. If I say something that ends up being punny, I'm owning it. Uh, appreciate everyone who joined me today. I love you, Sarni. I'm not talking about Lexi Thompson. I don't care about women's golf. And that makes me, you talk about myopic. That makes me myopic. I, don't, I mean, come on. My, like, I know Annika Sorensen. 
I mean, like, Lexi Thompson won an event this weekend. Woohoo, Lexi Thompson. I, I, I don't care. Um, but I love you, Jim Cerny, and I love that you pay attention to us and try to keep us honest and have us talk about things <laughs> that, that a small percentage of people care about. Uh, Defoe helps do that with tennis and with golf, so you'll get, I'm sure, more of that from Defoe tomorrow. You don't get a lot of that with me. Not watching. I watched a lot of tennis growing up. You know, this last era sort of was ant to me. I really didn't care that much about it. So don't talk much about it. But we will talk more about the Miami Heat's offseason. We'll talk about the Miami Dolphins offseason. We'll talk about the Marlins, Yankees, Mets, all that is baseball. Coming up at 12 noon, we'll talk a lot of food. You have Mike Mayo's Lunchbox right here. The Defo Show. No, Defo will be South Florida Live. Five reasons you're home for South Florida Sports. We want to be your home for South Florida content and we're working on it the great gave you the dolphins over i think it's eight and a hook he's i don't know where he's found nine and a hook he's like the opposite segreto gets like the best odds he's getting weird odds uh, it's eight and a hook i've seen eight and a hook everywhere so dolphins over under win totals eight and a hook the greek thinks they won 10 so whether it's eight and a hook or nine and a hook the greek has the dolphins going over the win total on the season he's been really good on over unders on win totals for teams in recent years, so stay with that. He is 6-1 and one in his plays, and I think later today you'll get another baseball play from the one and only Greek. Tomorrow, you'll have the Devo Show with Devo and Luby. Appreciate the Greek man joining me this morning. Appreciate Ethan Skolnick again at 9 o'clock. Check him out, 5 Reasons Sports. Check out uh, that conversation, I'm sure, and all of our South Florida skewed content on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Check us out. SoFla Live underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And tomorrow morning, right here, the Defo Show with Luby. With Defo and Luby on South Florida Live. Appreciate everyone tuning in to me this morning. Please get out and vote. Voting matters. Voting is how we are heard. Don't protest violently because all it doesn't work one and two. All it does is allow the other side to use it against you, so don't do that. Don't give them what they want. Be calm, be cool, and be heard. And government officials, please stand up and act. We're losing our country to the minority. We are the majority. We want things to be American and not Iranian or Russian. Please get the hell up. Please do something. Go out there, vote, let your voice be heard. You'll hear our voices tomorrow. Defo will be back. The Defo Show with Defo and Luby. Right here on South Florida Live tomorrow. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what they've done to my show.